0: Matthew uh, began with this, six days later, six days later. He began with this because it is important, six days later. Then what happened six days before? This is what Jesus said six days before. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders, and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Uh, He was predicting his suffering and passion, hardships that he would go through. Then six days later, after he said this, uh, he took uh, Peter, James, and John, and went up to the mountain to pray. And there, he experienced, they experienced this wonderful divine manifestation. We call it theophany, God manifestation, experiencing of God manifestation. Jesus completely changed. Out of this world kind of experience they had, his face shone like the sun, his clothes became dazzling white and Moses and Elijah two greatest prophets appeared. I mean it says they never experienced this this wonderful experience. When you know when these amazing things happen in your life, the usual response is to be quiet, still, because you're so amazed you have Nothing to say, just silence, because you're so immersed, you're enjoying that moment. You're immersed in that moment, and there's nothing really you want to say. That's what people do, silence, when they experience an out-of-the-world kind of experience. I used to take uh, uh, university students to Algonquin every year. They're not university students anymore. They're all over 50 now. <laughs> but uh, I used to uh, take them uh, to uh, Agonkin uh, Park uh, and for the week. We did uh, camping and all that. And then one day, uh, I did uh, we did night hike. You know, night hike could be quite dangerous. And I didn't know at that time. Uh, I was young. <laughs> I was young, but... Uh night hike, uh, I decided to do, it. and then about 30, 40 people all together at night. You know, and night is different from here in the city. Uh, in a uh, forest, you cannot see anything, no light whatsoever. You cannot even see the person right in front of you. And then we are uh, walking and walking, and uh, without really knowing where we were going, and we got lost and everything. And then, all of a sudden, we got to a place and then there, oh, it's opened up and the stars everywhere. It filled the dark sky. And it was falling down into our heart, into our eyes. And we were just mesmerized by that scenery. So many stars. It's so close, so many. So I, I felt like I could touch it. And then nobody said, I mean, these are university students. They are quite chatty, and even in the darkness, they were talking and laughing, and uh, and all of a sudden, they were quiet. For I don't know how how long, I felt like thirty minutes. Just for longest time, uh, they were very quiet. Just enjoy the moment that that experience. I mean, Daniel prayed so beautifully that you know, bird chirping and. Uh, beautiful mountain, the ocean and all it was just uh, the nature, the presence of divine moment that we really felt that. So they were quiet. but in today's story, not Peter. Peter was not quiet. Even in that moment he had to speak. Even in that moment, he, he broke the silence and, wow, This is great. Lord, if you want, I will build three tents. One for you, one for Elijah, one for Moses. Oh, that's great. I mean, in that very uh, divine moment, he could not stop talking. Even God could not be patient with him. Peter, can you shut up? (laughs) I mean, God was saying saying very nicely, but I mean Matthew records it very nicely. This is what Matthew said: While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. Then God spoke. So God is saying, "Let me speak." Peter, be quiet. Let me say. Peter is such a nice guy. He's a very impulsive, but very nice guy. Just six days before, I mean, Jesus told him, Satan, get behind me. I mean, this is quite insulting words. Satan, get behind me. But here, he's just fine. And this one week ago that happened, but he was fine. But he was uh uh speaking these kind of things. And then God said, This is my son, the beloved. With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. Two things. One, you're my son. The other, I'm very pleased. I'm very happy with you. The recognition of these two things, I think that's very, very important in your life. Always remember these two things in your life. You're my child. I'm very well pleased with you. When they heard this voice, then they were silent. Even Peter was silent. And Luke recorded this way. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent. And in those days, told no one any other of the things that they had seen. They're all silent. They will probably never forget this experience. It was so vivid to them, it was never a past experience. It was always present, now experienced for them. You know, when some certain experience is so powerful, it becomes always present. It's not in the past. Right now, you feel it. You experience it. And I ask this question, who was this experience for? I think for both Jesus and the disciples, for both of them. They all needed this glorious moment. Because Jesus just predicted that he would suffer the kind of suffering he received, the kind of suffering the disciples received after Jesus died, it was a pretty difficult experience. It's not really normal, you know, small suffering. They experience the cross. Knowing that they'll go through this kind of suffering, God gave them this special moment Special, glorious moment. I believe that suffering has to be experienced in the context of grace. Otherwise, it's too much. It damages us. When you suffer without experiencing grace in your life, it is too hard. Brings too much damage on us. We may come out of it, but as a damage itself. So suffering has to be experienced in the context of grace. Suffering is hard for anybody. Doesn't matter who you are. Suffering is suffering. Whether you are a saint or a sinner, suffering is hard. Whether you're the son of God or an ordinary person like you and me, suffering is still very difficult. That's why we are collecting donations for Turkey and Syria. How difficult it must be for them. Can you imagine? 40,000 people died? 40,000 people? That's a lot of people. It's not just, it doesn't end there. 40,000 people, but their brothers and sisters and parents and children, all kinds of relationships they had, many, many more people will suffer for the rest of their lives. So much loss. It's beyond our imagination. We want to, f- we feel for them. And we want to be with them and we want to tell them that you're not alone. There are still people who care for you. That's what we want to say when we do offering. Our church, PCC, already sent Uh, blankets, and all the necessary basic uh, uh, things. We want to participate in that. Suffering was even hard for Jesus. In Gethsemane, he even had temptation to run away from suffering. Knowing how hard it would be, God showed them this wonderful experience. God manifests himself in a powerful way. God showed his glory. I think it's very important to remember that suffering has to be experienced in the context of grace. Don't be damaged because of suffering, don't be hardened. Don't be too cynical and too critical. In KSM, I know two people who lost their child, grown-up child. One committed suicide, the other by accident. When I see them, I admire them because they came out stronger than before. dealt with that suffering in a spiritual way. That is hard. That is hard to do so. Suffering is the inevitable part of human existence. Yes, we all suffer. Suffering of illness, suffering of loss, suffering of broken relationships, suffering of guilt, suffering of Worrying about your future, suffering of injustice, suffering of poverty, suffering of rejection, suffering of loneliness, and suffering of fear of death, and so on. And there are a lot of people out there who are suffering because of prejudice. No matter who they are racism, sexism, heterosexism, whatever it is, they go through tremendous feeling of rejection and they go through suffering. What we need is to have glorious moments. Otherwise, suffering will swallows up and will be ruined. You all need Glorious moments in your life. To live meaningful life, you need glorious moments. And glorious moments are not necessarily successful moments where you feel powerful powerful or something like that. Glorious moments are the moments that when you recognize that you are the child, You are a precious child of God, and God is very much pleased with you. You go through suffering not because God hates you. You go through suffering not because God disapproves you. You go through suffering not just necessarily because you did something wrong. But whenever we suffer, we feel that I must have done something wrong. That's when you have to recognize that you are the precious child and God is very much pleased with you. God is happy with you. Living with that recognition is very important. I do that every day in my prayer. If I don't do that, there's so many things happening around me that make me small and worthless. They make me feel small and worthless. So it's almost like a spiritual exercise for me. Recognize that, recognizing that I am a precious child and God is very pleased With me. And that helps a lot. And then I start recognizing around me a little gestures of kindness, words of encouragement, and support. I start hearing that. All these things are gifts that God granted to me to hold me strong. And that's my glorious moment. And I'm very thankful for that. This recognition has to be cultiv- cultivated within you. Then you are ready to take on your suffering. You are ready to take deal with your pain. Otherwise, you'll be damaged. When you experience that grace, when you have that recognition, then you are ready to take on, take up the cross, and follow. Taking up the cross itself is not what's important. How you take up the cross, when you have that grace, and then when you have that recognition within you, then you can take on the suffering. Come, suffering, come. I'm ready to take. I'm not scared of you anymore. I'm not scared of pain anymore. I can live with that. So after that voice, this is what Jesus said on the way down. Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but they did to him whatever they pleased. So also the Son of Man is about to suffer at their In other words, Jesus saying, I'm ready now to take the suffering. You don't need to run away always from suffering. That's not the only way to deal with suffering. You don't have to always suffer and then be damaged. You will have that glorious moment and then suffering will rather become helpful to you. Sufferings always bring negative results to you. But somehow, through the grace of God, even suffering can become beneficial to you. Today, in KSM service, this person came to church. She never went to church all her life. But she was going through all this difficult time. And she decided to come to church. I don't know how. And she was sitting there. And after the service, I met her. And of all the days, all these, you were talking about suffering today. She never went to church. She just is interested in having some kind of religion. And she came to the service and then experienced that. It was a glorious moment for her. God does not leave you alone in your suffering. Yes, suffering makes you feel lonely. You know, when uh, when I talk with people who are suffering, That's the first thing they say, lonely. Nobody understands me. Nobody understands what I'm going through. That's what suffering does. Even Jesus on the cross, he felt lonely. He felt the absence of God, the silence of God. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Abandonment of God on the cross. That's what suffering does. You are not alone. God will allow you to experience these glorious moments in your life. In your loneliness, you will hear the voice that I am with you. In your sadness, you will hear, you'll hear the words of comfort. In your frustration and anger, you will feel God's gentleness. Gentle touch of God. In your darkness, you see the light. Don't suffer on your own. You have no strength to deal with that. Trust in God and hold the hands of God. Suffering has to be experienced in the context of, gro- of gro- grace. Grace. I will show you his glorious moment to you. Be strong. Let us sing together.